Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In a week where Steve Smith became the leading six-hitter in this season's Big Bash after just three games, this is Can't Bowl, Can't Throw. Flat bat, low, hard, six more. That's a crazy shot from Smith. Took it from outside off stump. And almost swept it. Crazy. <laughs> You're here with Cat uh, Jones and Dan Lipke and, and Mark War thinks it's all crazy. Well, it is when Steve Smith does it. It I is, mean, yes. Scoring back-to-back centuries mm-hmm. and he's uh, the first and the second man to score a century for his franchise. Yes, yeah, the Sixers had famously never had anyone score a century. They'd gone close, a few 90s, but, mm. uh, but yeah, Smith was the first one he hit. He's so far this... BBL season, of which he's only played three games <laughs> at the time of recording. He's at 18 Toyota 6s and 14 Chemist Warehouse 4s, if you can believe it. Oh, incredible. And if you're buying a new Toyota, there's going to be a few dents in the bonnet from uh, all those hits, right? Definitely, definitely. So, yeah. So, the Scorchers and the 6s, they're miles in front of everybody. They're the top two teams by about, I don't know, 15 points or something. Mm. There, But I'm, I'm not still not convinced they're going to be the two finalists. I reckon one <laughs> of them will stuff it up, right? It doesn't usually happen, does it? Yeah. I mean, you get four teams in the finals and inevitably one of the Two strongest teams just crashes out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or, or if they're the stars, they make it to the final, then they crash out in the final, right? Yeah, absolutely. This is the part of the show where we discuss the cricket news of the week. Lots of stuff going on in the world of cricket for Chemist Warehouse, but we just have time (laughs) to cover Australia and Pakistan. A lot of sponsors. uh, Yeah, a lot of sponsors. Got 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 to keep the sponsors happy, right? Yeah. Yes. So we're we're halfway through Australia's inevitable. Sweep of Pakistan in the ODIs and T20s, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. There's been a lot of highlights, uh, most of them by Australia. <laughs> yes. In particular, Phoebe Litchfield mm. making her one-day debut and yep. then immediately hitting you know, back-to-back 
unbeaten half centuries yep. and just absolutely incredible. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I tried to make something out of 50 Litchfield, but I, I couldn't quite make it work. So I think you wanted I, to rename the that. Alan Borderfield to yeah. Phoebe Litchfield. <laughs> Phoebe Litchfield, yeah. 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 No, I, I couldn't make any of the puns work, really. Yeah. But we also have Meg Lanning back and she's uh, she's also scoring back-to-back 50s. It's all back-to-back 50s uh, yep. for, for these top top order women. Mm. Uh, but we also discovered uh, just before the, the first match that Lanning spent some some of her time off working in a cafe. Fantastic. Uh, how, how good would that be? How strange would it be to go into a cafe and sit down and get a cup of coffee and have Meg Lanning come over and take your order? I wonder what her specialty is. I mean, she works in Mel- in a Melbourne cafe. We don't know it was in Melbourne. Let's, yeah. let's assume it let's was. Assume it will be a magic or one of those weird Melbourne coffees that you can order. Maybe. I'm not an, I'm not an expert on coffee. I'd order an extra slice of cake from her or something, though. Do do you think that her teammates went, well, Meg, if you're going to take six months off, you need to come back actually being able to do something useful like make us some really good yeah, coffee. Yeah, maybe she's been hopeless <laughs> for like years and years yep. and they've all just sledged her and she thought, right, this is what I'm going to do in my time off. I'm going to right. get the coffee right, you know, make make my teammates respect me. Well, it's, it's a big deal for the cricketers. they often talking mm. about uh, coffees. So mm. anyway, she'd certainly get a big tip if we'd gone into her cafe. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yes. Uh, the, the tip would have been, get back to playing cricket, Meg. <laughs> Yeah. Who knows? She could be a better barista than she is a cricketer. Oh, it's hard to imagine, but I guess anything mm. is possible, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. In addition to the back-to-back 50s from uh, Litchfield and Lanning, uh, Beth Mooney went one better. Mm-hmm. She got a 50 followed by a 100. Good work, so Beth. Good, good, very good work from Beth. And, and it did occur to me that this is the 50th episode of Season 3 of uh, this podcast. Is it really? It is indeed. So Season 2 was just 17 episodes, but Season 1 was 175. So, you know, we're averaging, what, you know, a couple hundred? We're, we're under, a under, bit inconsistent. <laughs> we're wildly <laughs> inconsistent, yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But no ducks just yet. No ducks quite yet. No. Although uh, we've got a dog in the background that is, is <laughs> squeezing a squeaky duck. If you've heard a few squeaks in the background, that is uh, that is uh, Bobbin squeaking her squeaky duck. But I don't think it'll rub off on the Australian women. Hopefully not, yes. No. <laughs> anyway, that top three, they hogged all the time at the crease in the first two matches because, you know, they're the only ones who aren't bowlers on the team graphic. They put up the team graphic and it's just like... Everyone bowls. For three batters, seven, <laughs> seven batting bowlers. Yep. And then one bowler, poor old Megan Shoot. <laughs> all all rounders. Yeah. 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 But uh, they did give everybody else a hit in the third match because Australia batted first. And so they thought, all right, we can we can mm. all have a chance at this one. That was fine. But not, nothing quite as exciting as what uh, Nita Dar did in in, uh, in the third match with the bat, right? Yeah. I mean, she, she waited till <laughs> – she pretty much waited. McGrath was bowling. Talia yep. McGrath was bowling. And she basically had pretty much bowled the ball. And then Nita Dar just pulled out a wave and just <laughs> let the ball hit the stumps and, and pulled out. And then – just said, ah, you know, I was distracted or whatever. I think she just hadn't looked up yep. in time. And uh, McGrath, fair enough, just said, I'm bowling anyway. Yeah. And uh, she just stood her ground and the umpire, I think, said to Meg Lanning, are you appealing for that? And Meg goes, I'll oh, let her stay. Yeah. yeah, very kind, very generous, yeah. yeah. So I, I, I particularly like this because it was a channeling of both Glenn Maxwell's infamous leave and also yeah. WG Grace of, you yeah. know, they, they didn't come here to watch you bowl, McGrath. They came here to watch me bat. <laughs> I love that she's channeling WG Grace. That's yep. fantastic. Yeah. I mean, McGrath, you know, a bit annoyed, didn't get the wicket. Mm. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, whatever. Uh, but I, I do like how Meg Lanning was able to be very sporting about it all and say, that's fine, doesn't really matter. When, when you're like a thousand runs ahead of your, your opponent, yeah. You can do that kind of thing, right? Yeah, that's right. Here, have a coffee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yes. That does make you wonder why uh, Steve Waugh wasn't quite so generous when he was captain because his teams were usually about a thousand runs ahead of the opposition. Do you reckon would... Steve Waugh would have, would have let Steve Waugh doesn't make coffee for anybody. No, 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 absolutely not. And back in the pavilion, Nita, yep. I think Steve Waugh would have said. Yep. Steve Waugh would have given her a good send off. Mm hmm. Uh, presumably also after a McGrath boulder. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yes. And we did have one final thing from uh, the, the ODI series after. Oh, well, it was a, a very cute little video that was posted uh, by, what, I don't know, I think one of the Australians, someone. Mm. Um, Fatima Sana said, uh, well, asked, actually asked Jess Jonathan, can I, can I go and talk to Perry? <laughs> yeah. Perry is my hero. Yeah. So she asked if she could go talk to Elise Perry, which yeah. is very adorable. <laughs> and yeah. I th- presume she did go off and have a conversation with her. Let's hope she managed to track her down because they couldn't find her at first. Uh-huh. So uh, anyway, good enough talking to Jess Jonathan, I would have thought. But anyway. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Australia will begin their 3-0 T20 series win over <laughs> Pakistan tomorrow. <laughs> Please support capitalism by checking out these sponsors. All right, I'm cheating on the podcast again. I've got, I've got another new podcast, but, but this time it's not the Ridiculous Ashes podcast. Well, I think you're officially cheating on the Ridiculous Ashes I podcast, am, yes. which was originally cheating on the Can't or Can't Throw. So it's sort of cheating inception, yep. podcast cheating inception, a very specific style. Mm, mm. So this one is is like the Ridiculous Ashes podcast, but it's uh, a little less uh, Englandy and a little more Indirish. So this is the Ridiculous Border Gavaskar podcast. Uh, same idea, uh, going back in time, looking at old series and finding out which team was more ridiculous. So this time I've got uh, Barrett Sanderson, uh, he's my co-host, and we're currently covering the 2017 series, which was the last time Australia toured India. And there, It was a funny series. It was a very funny <laughs> series. Uh, we've, we've just dropped the first test uh, that's in, in your podcast feed or in a podcast feed. If you is, that, is that Matt Renshaw pooing his pants? It's Matt, Shaw, Matt Renshaw pooing his pants. It's uh, Stephen O'Keefe taking the exact same figures of six for 35 in both innings. It's uh, oh. Bjart Coley leaving deliveries that go on to hit his stumps. It's mm. all kinds of uh, silly stuff. So it's a very silly test, a very silly series. So if you're at all interested in uh, India and Australia playing ridiculous cricket, Come search for us. Uh, search for Ridiculous Border Gavaskar on the podcast provider of your choice. Secure them jail to do enough jail time to convince anyone this is no setup. Cut deals that include some jail time. No jail time. He's not going to want to hear that you have endangered our operation just to get your thugs out of a little jail time. Here we are in jail time. Jail time, of course, brought to you by Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime, it's Prime Amazon. <laughs> JL time. Yes. Usually, JL time, we talk a lot about Justin Langer, but sadly, I mean, he hasn't really been in the limelight enough for me. No, not recently. And and not enough because we are about to talk about The Test Season 2, which yeah. did drop on Amazon Prime. And uh, there, there's just not enough JL in this particular season, I don't think. He's there for the first couple of episodes. There's yes. only four episodes this time. Uh, uh, last time it was eight episodes. This time it's four. I think they're just going to halve it each season until it gets down to like a you know 15-second come on, Aussie come, come on. on commercial. Yeah, maybe. I, I did hear uh, that, that maybe there was a bit more JL in there ah. that got uh, cut out. So I I think it, I actually suspect it may have been eight episodes yeah. long and yeah. uh, for some reason they had to cut a little <laughs> bit of the JL time. It would have been good if they did, but uh, yeah, so not a, not quite enough JL. He was do, doing most of his usual shtick, you know, swearing at the players and telling them to buck up and, you know, pay respect to the baggy green and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then uh, they eventually said, we've had enough of this. So he's written <laughs> out of the story and uh, yep. no, lo- no, not in the, the back half of the of the season. But what were some of the highlights for the... Uh, well, there of, were still of lots the, of highlights. Oh, yeah. I mean, a lot of people have said it's 
it's not as good as season one, but I really enjoyed mm. season two. So one of the main highlights was, was Pat Cummins' bookshelf. We yes. saw a real close-up of Pat Cummins' bookshelf. In fact, we, we went back. I said, can we go back and just pause and take some photos of this? So mm. we do know what books Pat Cummins has on his bookshelf. So some of the sample books was Bill Bryson's A Short History of Everything. Yep. And we also had uh, Jared Diamond's Guns, Germs and Steel. Have you read that one? I have read that one. That's a really good book, actually. What's uh, that about? That's uh, basically about how the... Um, how the shape of the continents basically defined which nations would rise up. So, huh. uh, yeah, that's yeah, that's, that's a very detailed history of the world and showing why some countries were dominant over others. That's, that's, that's very interesting. We also have uh, Christopher Hitchens' Hitch 22. Mm-hmm. And yeah. this one I particularly like. Yeah, it's Susan Cain's Quiet, which is about uh, uh, introversion, basically. Yeah, so. yeah, we've both read that book. That mm. is a fabulous book. Yeah, and, and of course, Charles Darwin's The Origin of Species. <laughs> so lots of non-fiction in there for Pat, lots of yeah. science. Science-based, popular science-based but, but, fiction. But also some fiction. Mm-hmm. And the fiction is, I mean, I kind of suspect, I got the feeling that he hasn't bought a paper book since he was a teenager. Probably. <laughs> because the fiction was, you know, the girl with the dragon tattoo. Um, there, there, were, there were a few of the girls. There was the girl with the dragon tattoo, yep. the girl who played with fire, the girl who bowled late-moving in-swingers. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, a, yeah, a, yeah. a few of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lonely girl is a dangerous thing. Mm, and Sorrow and bliss. Yeah, yeah. But he did have some John Grisham as well. So it was all, all kinds of stuff. He, and uh, lots of uh, lots of the Harry Potter series yes. too. Yes, he did. He did go and say how he, when he was a youngster, he liked his Harry Potter. He'd read them all, then go back to the beginning and read them all again. So yeah. good work from Pat there. But we, we presume that it'd be actually probably more interesting to see the inside of, of his Kindle or whatever he uses, <laughs> yes. uh, his e-reader. Yeah. Because that'll, that'll be his latest, latest mm. books. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we also had a movie. Moving away from Pat, we had uh, poor Cameron Green uh, crying in the dressing room after oh. he was dismissed. Very sad. Poor, that poor, was very sad. Poor Cameron Green. I mean, I presume they all I presume they all cry, but some of them wait till they get to the shower. Yeah. I mean, it's a very sad thing to get dismissed. It is awful. <laughs> poor giant puppy. We also had uh, a sad Glenn Maxwell as well. because mm. uh, He was all excited about being part of the test squad. He thought he was going to play. Then all of a sudden, Travis Head started passing fitness tests oh. and... Uh, so we'd have a, a sad Glenn Maxwell. But moving on from the sadness, we had some some quite amusing moments. Well, we had right? some joyous Usman Khawaja. Yes. I mean, he did he did talk a little bit about the racism in the team, mm. which is very disappointing. But apart from that, everything he did on this, in this it was he was so cool. He's yep. like the best, the best, coolest kid in the team, I yep. reckon. Yeah, everyone wants to be like Usman. Oh yeah. How was the nineteen nineties parachute <laughs> tracksuit top? In you know pink and yellow it was and fantastic. white. I, I, so I'm great. just sad that like he didn't somehow convince the rest of the team to all get them. And like that's the new <sighs> team uniform. Imagine if they just rocked up to yeah you know, the World Cup later this year, and that's that's the Australian yep. kit. That'd be fantastic. Could easily be because they did have one of those. You know, I can remember Steve Waugh wearing a <laughs> parachute style yellow and green. Yeah. Uh, yep. Anyway, lots of but uh, lots of tantrums and swears from the players when they were dismissed. Lots of throwing of bats. And yeah, we we saw a lot of that didn't they they'd mm. come in and they'd swear and they said shouldn't we get me out and they'd throw something no, mm. no one kicked over a bin though so th- no. that, that's what they were missing without the Justin Langer influence no that's right nothing as novel as, as all of that what else do we have uh we have Marnus's toasty recipe mm-hmm. which uh was not perhaps not as exciting as you would think it's basically just a normal toasty but instead of eating it straight away while it's hot you put it in a fridge and then go have a net session which feels mm. perfectly Marnus like yeah that's right I mean the the cold cheese is actually I can I see where he's coming from mm. here. But I wonder how many mouldy cold toasties do you think his teammates have cleaned out of the fridge over oh, the years? God only knows. Well he did get into trouble uh 
last summer, summer before, Justin Langer, you know, got up him on time because he Wait. smuggled a toasty onto the onto the ground. And at the time, I thought that was a bit odd, but it was obviously just one he grabbed out of the fridge. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, maybe he's looking for a bin to chuck it in because it had gone mouldy. Yeah, that's right. Well, Marnus only really was doing the toasties for himself, mm. but I do adore Warner. <laughs> David Warner, who collects everyone's laundries, is like, anything for the washing machine? It's just like it a washerwoman, isn't he? I like, I like, I don't think he does it in the washing oh, machine. Right. I think he does it by hand. Does it by hand in the yep. in the ice bath, perhaps? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's fantastic! I love him coming through and collecting the the clothes to be washed. Yeah. Um, uh, back to Pat Cummins. The, mm-hmm. There was a, a very amusing segment where everybody revealed that Pat Cummins was crap at Call of Duty. So when they <laughs> have to fill in time, they get on the you know the local network and start playing Call of Duty against one another. <laughs> Yep. And we saw Pat Cummins who just looked, you know, like like I do when I play these games, yeah. you know, just walking into a wall and not knowing where I am and turning around and then someone turning comes around out and shoots me. someone's <laughs> shot me again. Yeah, thirty seconds in. So um, good, to, good to see Pat yeah. Cummins as plays plays Call of Duty like yeah, that. Well. And also, really, you know, if they really want to win, well, let's just play play Pat. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we also got a glimpse into Steve Smith's oat milk business, yeah, which was, was very strange. This was strange. I mean. <laughs> He started it up when he was banned from the game and then he went on and, I don't know, I don't know bought a factory. I don't know what he did. <laughs> it was so bizarre. To, there were a lot of absurd moments in these four episodes, but how did Smith and Oat Milk not get cut? <laughs> I don't know. They must have been desperate for uh, it wasn't the only thing non-Justin Langer footage. Yeah. yeah. It was not the only thing he did because we also saw him making, you know, Unnecessary thumb guards for his gloves. Yes. Yeah, definitely needed more thumb guard material. So he was cutting pieces of like felt or something to put at the bottom of his yeah. thumb in his gloves. So it'd be, uh, I don't know, easier to bat with. A I, bit of I extra padding, yeah. So some weird Steve Smith thing. And Glenn Maxwell just was looking and going, what the hell are you doing? Are you You're doing? a very weird man. Yeah. Which he is, but he's a weird man who owns an oat milk factory. So that's Indeed. Fine. And then a couple of other members of the team, uh, Travis Head and Alex Carey, they just got to go have a beer. Yeah, they, they, they met one another. They live around the corner from one another oh, apparently. Yeah. So they went and got a beer, talked about fatherhood. It mm-hmm. looked like about the 13th take of that conversation. Yeah. So. <laughs> Did a bit. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not going to Several, not several sure. kids in the, in the background mm, as well. Yeah. And, of course, the final uh, thing I've got here in my notes is uh, Nathan Lyon learning sign language. So oh, yes. that, that was kind of cute. And uh, they gave him a symbol which uh, looked like a, a long beard, like a billy goat's beard. Uh, that's your name, Nathan. You're, 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 you're a goat. long beard. You're the goat. I think there were a lot of highlights. We've spoiled them all for you yeah. now. But go away and watch it anyway. Definitely worth it. Camp all camp throw coming live. Thanks for tuning in and taking your time. The underappreciated act of the week. The funniest and crazy plays of the week. Who is gonna join the honorary board? The number one Scott Moller reward. All right, you're here in the KFC Muller Award, uh, which celebrates, of course, uh, great, ridiculous, brilliant, wonderful, stupid moments. I forgot to mention, too, that the uh, the previous segment, the JL Time segment, was also brought to you by Deverote Milk. <laughs> That's almost as good as my uh, Phoebe Litchfield. Yeah. 50 Litchfield puns. 50 Litchfield, yeah. All right, so what have we got uh, first in the Muller for this particular week? Well, the first one, and we may well just quickly gloss over this one, Carl Stefanovic and Michael Clark getting messy in a park. Yep, they're up uh, far north Queensland, mm. decided to punch on for some reason. They're dating sisters yeah. and they decided they'd have a fight and um, as a result, I don't think Michael Clark will be commentating in India for the no. next tour. Yeah, so indeed. yeah, that was, uh, I'm sure if you search any social media or website, you will find more footage of this than you ever want to see. That's right, including Michael Clark somehow injuring himself <laughs> and not wearing a shirt. 
Speaking of uh, annoying people who we probably don't want to know much more about, uh, our good mate Jarvo. Remember Jarvo? Jarvo 69. Jarvo 69, yeah. He popped back up in England. He he somehow snuck a tape of sex noises into a broadcast of a soccer match. Um, Hilarious. hilarious. Good stuff from Jarvo as always. Just hilarious. I'm sure you can find that online as well. Yeah, can't wait to see what he's got cooked up for the ashes. I bet it'll be very, very funny I can't believe you didn't use that hilarious audio to start our show today. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, but I, I, I have a theory that if Jarvo, you know, shows up at any point during the Ashes, that should be it. Australia should just be no. You guys retain the Ashes. Don't care. It doesn't matter if uh, England have basballed their way to four and a half nil. Yep. If Jarvo shows up on the last day, uh, then that's it. Ash, um, Ashes go back to Australia. Yep. I think that's only fair. Indeed. Well, we also had uh, a number of sixes hit at Marble Stadium mm. uh, only by hitting the roof. Right? <laughs> and uh, Maxwell, of course, saying all the players know the shortest boundary at Marvel is straight up in the air. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, this was so this was when the Renegades were playing. I can't even remember who they were playing now, but uh, they they. They, I think it was the Stars, right? Was mm. it the Stars? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Anyway, that was, it was a it was a crunch game, and uh, they they kept top edging it, hitting the roof, and getting six for it. Yeah. And uh, basically, it was decided by these uh, sixes to the to the roof. Well, it would have been if they'd had any sense, because uh, they needed six to send it to a super over off the last ball, yeah. and the the foolish batter on strike didn't even try to hit it straight up. He tried to mm. hit it out of the ground and failed, missed, and uh, the Renegades somehow won that game. It was a quite, quite kind of remarkable win. But it, more exciting news, though, mm. in, in overseas cricket news, the Under-19 Women's World Cup is in progress. Yes. And they love man catching. They do, yeah. They really love it. Yeah, so this is the first Under-19 Women's World Cup and they've really they've gone absolutely crazy. So there's yeah. been man cats, there's been kind of run-outs where the bowler's kind of backing into yeah. fielders trying to take second runs. It's been very exciting. It's got everybody, you know, all kinds of people angry about different laws of the game and interpretation, so mm. fantastic. Yeah, cutting edge. Sorry to jump on the bandwagon here. Mm. But I've come around to thinking there should be more mancad warnings mm-hmm. and stick with me here. Specifically, what I want people to do is whenever there's any avowed non-mancadding bowler bowling, yep. and Jimmy Anderson or mm. Stuart Broad, Stuart Broad, uh, the non-striker needs to warn them that they're about to leave their <laughs> crease early. <laughs> so, yeah. So, hey, hey, Jimmy, just a heads up. I'm going to leave my crease early this next delivery. Fantastic, yes. And uh, give them a warning just so that while they're bowling, of course, they it's can't mancad. It's in their mind, yeah. It's in their mind. They're nervous. Yeah. They, I think it'll put them right off their game. I, yeah. I'd love the The, the Australians will definitely be trying that in the ashes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Love the non-strikers to be doing more of that. Yeah. Uh, so just a heads up to the Australian team. I'm suggesting there should, mm. there should be more of this. Fantastic. Uh, a couple more. We've got a jam-packed Muller segment. Uh, looks like the 2028 <laughs> Olympics will have six nations competing in uh, in T20 cricket. Oh, wow. So that's, that's a exciting. 50-50 chance of getting a medal. So that's great for whichever nations uh, happen, happen that's to That's extremely good there. odds. And if you're a women's team, of course, there's only a two in five <laughs> yes. chance of getting a medal if you're not Australia. <laughs> yes, of course. Um, the, the Olympics are going to be in Los Angeles and this is both men and women, mm. apparently. So uh, yeah, I think this is great. It'll be the top six of whatever the rankings are at the moment when they decide to cut it off. And, yep. uh, and we all know who's going to win the women's medal, but the men's yeah. medal might be a bit yeah, more open. It could open. be very interesting. Yep. Yeah. 
And finally, we've got the the ICC's a nomination because uh, they lost some money in a cyber scam. Wow. <laughs> they, they clicked on some kind of unsavory link in an unsolicited email, lost, I don't know, $250 million or something. <laughs> Maybe not that much, but they lost a lot of money yep. uh, because, of course, they did. They're the ICC. You can rely on them to do all kinds of stupid stuff. Mm. So lots and lots and lots of nominations. Do you have an idea of who should, uh, who should win it? I think Marvel Stadium needs to win it. <laughs> you reckon? Okay. <laughs> we haven't given it to a stadium for for a while. I don't think we have, no, but I'm happy to give it a, a stadium. Let's give it to Marvel Stadium. Mm. All right, so uh, that pretty much brings us to an end, right? Yeah, that's right. You've been listening to Dan Libke and Kat Jones. Dan is at Lib Cricket on Twitter and presumably on Mastodon. Still on Mastodon, yep. And uh, I'm at Cricket Bat Cat. I'm also on Mastodon. I'm <laughs> not sure Checking why. Checking regularly, yep. Uh, you can follow us at Cart Bowl Throw and we are also on Facebook mm. uh, for all of you geriatrics yep. out there. And uh, we would love to see you and hear you next time. We will talk to you in a week or so. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.